Welcome to the Bucket List Project podcast, a weekly show that talks about stories from my pursuit of nomadic lifestyle around the world. Interviews with interesting people who I have met in my journey and a generous dose of thought-provoking conversations around travel as a lifestyle choice. If you love to listen on topics revolving around travel, then this will be a perfect companion for the ride to office or a morning jog or in general when you are winding down for the day. Uh, we will have a new episode releasing every Friday. So do share and subscribe to our podcast and get your weekly share of travel inspiration. You know, I want to go back to 1900s, especially during the industrial revolution phase where people overworked for almost 90 to 100 hours a week. That's almost 15 hours for six days flat out. Obviously, these long hours had serious impact on social and health aspects of their lives. And it took them almost 30 to 40 years. And somewhere in 1940 is where it was first addressed through the fair labor standards in the US. This uh, agenda very specifically advocated for 40 hours work week. And this was probably the first move to give back hours to the employees. However, um, this was uh, as it was gaining mainstream uh, acceptance, uh, it was still addressing largely the men in the workforce. And it took another 20 years, uh, probably through, you know, 1960s to 80s, uh, where a movement started called the Women's Liberation Movement. Uh, which very specifically highlighted the gender divide that existed and faced by women in terms of balancing household responsibilities, career, maternity, childcare, and also fighting for getting promotion and recognition at work. In fact, I think during this movement is where the first introduction of work-life balance as a thought or a concept was introduced. Uh, in fact, it was done in as a placard in one of the protests uh, that was held during this uh, time. Then from there, the, it started seeing a lot of acceptance and we fast forward another 20-30 years to 21st century. Now, our careers started getting more cerebral and mental wellness became a focal point of work-life balance. The discussion around this work-life balance and the mental balance became almost one of the hygiene requirements for a prospective employee while choosing an employer. And uh, uh, further uh, advent of startups and startups gaining uh, media attention for disrupting the traditionally held beliefs of HR, a new phase started or a new term was coined called as work-life integration, wherein it is a process of allowing space for both work and your personal life so that you can feel fulfilled in both aspects. I believe now from 1900s to today, the life has come a full circle, whereas in 1900s, work was accepted as the only means to upward mobility and people felt they had no choice to now people realizing that work and life can coexist with a superfluous boundary if you want to succeed in both. 
can work and life actually coexist do they need separate boundaries and how will workforce look at this in the coming years hi i'm shrinath shankar your host a party master scuba diving instructor co-founder of pick your trail india's fastest growing leisure travel brand a digital nomad and a slow travel proponent Today's topic of podcast as I think you would have guessed balancing life work and travel is it possible with me i have three guests joining us today uh, first is uh, vandana rangrajan managing partner at 360 wealth management a harvard alumni at the age of 37 mother of twins and an avid traveler with a country count of 23 second i have vivek shivaraman a senior engineering manager at amazon a veteran for more than 20, 10 years actually at amazon uh, a certified rescue diver father of a boy and with a country count of 25 third i have ajit sandarajan director of product design at flipkart um advisor to startup ecosystem avid motor enthusiast father of a girl and with a country count of 80 All the three of them are dear friends of mine whom I have seen manage and juggle multiple roles successfully in their lives. It'll be a great opportunity to pick their brains and get a sneak peek into their thought process on this particular topic. So Vandana, you're already a very successful uh, person in your career, an active mother in your children's life, and you also have to manage energy of a founder at home. Um, that's Hari your husband. Uh amidst all this chaos how did he even find time to M- do mba from harvard and what does the concept of work life balance mean to you hey shrinath thanks for having me over here and it's an absolute pleasure to be speaking with your own tribe who you've traveled your life with uh, so uh, harvard of course was a long time dream it wasn't something that just happened by chance uh, this was part of my Uh, bucket list for a while well uh, i must confess that i thought i don't think that's something that was doable i didn't think it was doable and then eventually got around uh, making it happen and i'm thankful to this uh, entire village that had supported me you know right from my colleagues to my boss to you know hari to family kids all of them who were sort of part of this journey who were cheering me on to uh ensuring i got this so i'm very grateful for that absolutely so work i think is uh, a sense of purpose it's that thing that you take pride in right and i think from the time we were you know being raised as kids you'd always refer to people with what they really do so they you know i'm a teacher i'm a doctor or you know today it could be i'm a tech junkie or i'm an artist no matter what right you get known for the kind of work you do and so work in a sense for me is is a large part of your life uh it is very important to balance uh life work and all of those things that uh come along with it but uh, it is intertwined to each other so we heard from the woman in the room uh as she rightly said it took a village uh to get her to harvard Uh, so let's head to the designer next so ajit 
managing a large team, multiple stakeholders at office, uh, juggling DIY home projects, and officially, you're also called as a compulsive weekend traveler. So what is your concept of work-life balance? Do you believe in balance or integration when it comes to work and life? Uh, so I think to start with, I think uh, work and uh, life was two different uh, jars and that's how it was uh, initially but as i progressed through my journey uh, what i realized was if you do something that you really enjoy doing then you the lines start to blur and you start to integrate both so it's more towards work life integration uh, it's like uh, design is kind of life for me so everything that i look uh, around me is like uh, how was it designed uh, how can uh, how can this be better uh, how can i use this it's it's just innate curiosity that has been driving me all along uh, so that's been my journey so far so that's an interesting one liner you know life is design and design is life well wow. Uh, so moving on. So Vivek, um, I've been told that you're a poster boy in Amazon for traveling the world. I've also seen your meteoric professional growth within Amazon the last 10 years. How have you embraced both work and life successfully? Are they separate compartments in your life? Uh, does it have a superfluous overlap? And generally, how strongly you believe in the org culture driving this work-life integration of balance? Okay, um, so uh, I think uh, in terms of how I've embraced work and life, uh, I think it, well, when it started off, I don't think there was a lot of balance as such, right? Like uh, when I joined Amazon, I think 2011, I think that the vacations were much smaller, simpler, it's just a few days, like a long weekend combined with a couple of days at best, right? So things were far more easier at that point than anything. But as my enthusiasm to travel grew, I think this became large. I think the, the longest I've taken is like three weeks out. And the entire three weeks I've been able to manage mostly without any challenges as such. So um, I think over time, you also figure out how you can manage the two and how you can essentially segregate the lines between work and whatever you really want to do. And it could be something else. It need not be even travel. Right. So that's, that's how it has evolved for me as such. Um, in terms of, to me, at this point in time, it's definitely two separate compartments while there is overlap in terms of the planning and how I can make sure things are happening. But I've kind of figured out that, okay, if I have to do this, I have to take care of A, B, C, D, and that would allow me to have peaceful times at my vacation. Right? Like Ajit said, I don't think it's it's going to work when you have two weeks out to constantly try to juggle between the two. Uh, so it's definitely not superfluous. I try to keep the two as much separate as possible. Um, on our culture, I think for me, it's a huge, huge, huge difference for sure. because. I think for the last six or seven years at least, I'm out for a month minimum every year. 
and so far i've never had a challenge with respect to my managers or leadership anybody coming back and telling me that this is just a lot right and in fact this year i'm probably like out for much longer than a month overall so uh, it definitely makes a difference uh, where the org is supportive of what you really do well all of you have valid points and feels like there's a lot of clarity in your minds when it comes to this topic but i'm sure it must have been a challenging journey to get here um like ajit uh, have you ever had a phase where you really struggled with this balance and what kept you going at that point of time oh yeah uh, definitely i think uh, this has evolved over a period of time over a period of decade i would say right uh, i think what i uh realized during those initial years was uh i was not doing something which i liked and that actually interfered a lot with how i traveled and i think at one point when i came back to india one thing which i decided was i'll do what i really enjoy doing and i think that is when things started changing i noticed it uh noticed on how i started traveling like weekend travels uh way back in 2011 and 12 there was a lot of weekend travels of course with you folks as well um whenever i traveled for work as well i used to do a lot of weekend planning and uh was able to juggle with both uh and as it started getting better and better uh like my life at freshworks where there was uh i spent quite some time there uh travel time started increasing so from weekend travel it started moving towards like a two week three week travel uh to actually enjoy the places much better uh and i think uh along this journey what i had to face was this fear right uh since some of the fear is associated with will people think that i am actually traveling a lot uh hey uh, you are not at work and things like that i think travel supported me on that front to uh, actually get i learned more about myself as well as i learned a lot about uh, places and context around me and that started inter- integrating with work and i was able to have better conversations and i think now at this point uh, it's i'm far more confident uh i think it was that fear that i was able to overcome along this journey right so it was initially a struggle and the struggle was because i was fearing it and i think later on towards uh life it it started integrating more it was just it just became more natural uh well uh we have spoken about this from an individual perspective uh like when ajit spoke about it but when it comes to reality the work life balance or integration has to be in sync for you and your partner also uh vandana do you ever feel between uh, you and hari you guys are in sync with this work life integration especially given the high profile roles both of you manage professionally i believe finding common vacation date itself will be a challenge uh, for you guys or you believe individual accomplishment of this balance is more important than two partners trying to sync or force fit their work life balance together yeah so the truth is that uh, you know today our vacations get revolved around 
the kids and their school holidays and when they get to really take off but if you just go back a bit i think it, it it's always revolved um around when we could sort of take out of course your march year endings and all of that is generally time periods that we avoid but uh, it's been fairly easy to uh, you know work around the general holidays that you have and then figure when we could really take off uh, we have done a lot of short trips um but the main ones definitely need some planning so we, you know you collectively decide when you take off and that's how that's worked uh in my mind i think uh, that individual balance is very very key and uh, you know that's what would lead into uh you know having the same thing with your partner i think both are integral but it's far more important for you to find your own rhythm because it could just mean taking off from what you do every other day and finding your own zone and space to unwind uh but it's it's also important to find that balance with uh, the people uh you have around you uh well when you said that your world revolves around your kids uh, i think you literally meant it when you're talking about you know thinking your vacation around their summer holidays but interesting point that you make over there um uh anyways uh, vivek uh, i wanted to ask you a very specific question we spoke about work life balance or integration whatever it is uh, but when it comes to the life part of the equation uh, you still have to bal- find balance over there also right there is family friends pursuing personal hobbies how do you even prioritize within the subsection of life uh, these aspects and what significance does it have for you um so uh something something that i have just definitely struggled in the past for sure right like i think um you when when i for example started to travel a lot but then for example my wife has motion sickness so it's hard to do road trips and uh, luckily for me now she's far better with cars given the amount of travel that we have done uh but it was a challenge at that point right and i am an extrovert who tra- who is most of the time used to be surrounded with friends a lot she's not so much right so uh i think things change uh with uh the important people coming into your life and how do you strike a balance between what you want to do and how do you um still keep things that are essential for uh the closest circle that you have is is pretty important and if we don't really get to understand that immediately i think this is takes a little time or you probably do it a few times you realize the mistake and you you correct like the example is like i used to travel specifically just for taking photos i don't think i've done that in like 6 years after my son it's just impossible for me to take care of him carry a camera and then like i would sit in a place patiently for an hour to to take a picture but that that just is not possible anymore right but maybe after he grows further up i i just got a camera recently which a smaller one but i can start taking pictures a lot more than what i hopefully can given that he's 7 years now and i am hoping to teach him how to take good pictures in my upcoming vacation so i think it's it's we have to agree that certain things are just not going to be possible for a window 
if you're really passionate about something or if you really want to spend time with someone you will find a way to do that first and eventually get to the other things that you really want well looks like uh, you put in a lot of effort to kind of prioritize different set of people in your life uh, so good job on that uh, and very interesting that uh, you and your son are going to be you know shooting photos together very soon hopefully we'll see a lot of them as well um the other day someone was telling me that money can help you find the balance faster uh you can afford as many helping hands or creature comforts at home so that the chores are taken care of and you get more family time like professionally also you can subscribe to as many productivity tools or assistants to keep you efficient uh vandana do you believe money to be a crucial element in this equation uh, i know i'm asking this question very specifically to you because you're the expert in the money matters Oh yeah, I think money is uh, very critical. <laughs> See, I think the way we travel, right? Early days we travel to sort of lose ourselves. Uh we try and forget uh the mad rush that you are in and then try to take a break away from that. But as days evolve, I think we sort of travel to find ourselves and that's very critical. In my mind, money is uh important because it's sort of sets the tone on what you can do and can't do in terms of uh how you go about making these trips happen but i don't think that's that's a uh tiebreaker in the sense like if you didn't have too much money you'll always find other alternates to sort of uh try and work around it uh at the, you know it's interesting because a lot of times we'd save up and i remember hari and i uh we were just deciding whether we should be buying a car and then we realized that you know we'd rather make this trip and then we traveled uh around to europe instead of actually going and uh buying a car for us that was far more critical and important and uh exciting so it's it you know it it's i think a very personal choice for people well you answered it very easily but i don't think in real life it is so simple for a lot of people uh anyways this also another school of thought uh that earning professional cred at your organization allows you to find this balance faster you know you earn the trust of your team your organization your senior management you get the space to operate in your own style and the organization gives you a long way in accommodating your style of work being in one of the most competitive and diverse professional ecosystem like bengaluru uh ajit do you think this is true uh, or have you found it to be true um the credibility part i definitely agree um in fact uh, uh when you stay longer in an org uh, you end up building trust then you become more credible then uh, uh the words that you say matter a lot for the org and i think those uh those are like very good uh, uh positive uh, uh context that is set for you to start doing some of the things on your own way right uh this has definitely helped me explore uh, explore a lot more uh both all in, in all my three stints i think this has happened consistently uh i think the trip that we did uh, 
in 2017, both to New Zealand and uh, the Vietnam trip. Uh, I think it completely changed the way people started looking at me inside the org as well. Uh, uh, and a lot of those learnings also, when you start integrating into your work and uh, uh, when your communication also has some of those, uh, I think the way people start looking at you completely changes. Uh, they also understand that you are somebody who's able to very nicely integrate these two and still keep moving, right? Uh, uh, and that is very, very important. So uh, definitely it, it does help. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Uh, well, Ajit, um, interesting point that you make uh, on, you know, credibility giving you the space and comfort within the organization. But I never realized that, you know, your travel stories also give you credibility at work, which is very surprising. I'm sure there are a lot of fans for your bike trip to Laos, Vietnam and Cambodia. Um, now, um, uh, Vivek, I wanted to ask you uh, a follow up question to this. Um, you know, uh, when it comes to the proportion of this work and life as a balance, is this an equation? Does it have percentages in life? Uh, did this percentage change over time for you? Um, do you believe uh, that it has to change over a period of time? Can you walk us through your journey from 20s to now? Uh, interesting. Uh, so, so, so there is two things, right? One is early in the life, uh, yeah, you at least for my sake, I didn't have the sort of money to travel really long or international vacations. There were also the vacations were shorter, smaller, and to predominantly within India. Right. So over time that changed and I was able to afford longer and international vacations. Right. So it 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 kind of evolved over time and in fact I think I'm, I'm, my vacations are definitely longer than what it used to be six years back maybe so it it is i would say earlier in my time i would have spent what a couple of weeks in a year until probably 2015 16 2015 maybe post that i think it's more than a month almost every year consistently right and and what has also helped is like in fact i had a conversation with my manager recently I'm going on a vacation next week and I'm going again on one in December. I told my manager, in fact, I said, we'll possibly go one in April. My manager is like, no, that's like really long uh, advance notice that you're giving. Just don't bother. It should be fine. All right. So it kind of helps also to plan really ahead for two reasons. One, it gives people the heads up. It's hard for them to say, no, even if your org, is, org culture is not to the best, right? It's hard for people to tell and know if you tell them six months in advance. That's one. Second, it helps you plan your work as well really well, knowing that you're going in six months. And you also know your deadlines at your work much ahead. So you can really plan well for these things and make sure that there's no disruption. And the moment people see that there's no disruption when you're gone and you did things really well, the next time you go and ask, it's, it's going to be fairly easy for them to do the say okay to it because they know you'll take care of it. That's an interesting evolution uh, that you speak in the last 10 to 12 years. Um, I have to ask this question to all the three of you. Uh, where does travel uh, feature in your life 
in terms of its importance to you and how do you generally plan for it uh, can you sh- share some tips for our audience uh yeah it it is a very important part of our life uh, in fact uh, me my wife and the kid uh we keep traveling uh the one year old car has already clocked in 25000 miles so uh we keep going around uh just <laughs> within india uh we've uh, like chennai multiple times obviously chennai pondicherry vainad uh kochi udupi then somewhere near gokarna as well uh multiple places uh we've been to uh definitely there are a lot of impromptus uh, and the impromptus are based on the uh, long weekends that you get right so uh one thing which i always end up doing is uh, i look at the calendar year and see when are the times uh, that we get like long weekend and how can we optimize so that we can get even like sometimes uh, one week or two weeks off uh, and i think that is a constant in my head the time the calendar is always a constant in my head to start planning this and uh, as it starts to become uh uh unconsciously uh imprinted in your mind the way you work and do also the way you do work and how you plan stuff at work also changes uh so that really helps and i think uh, one of the biggest tips is uh having that calendar in your mind always what about you vandana see for us i think travel is a very big part of life right and you know i think it's uh it gives so much perspective it opens up one's mind and uh, just the experiences are so enriching you see different people you see how the world is so different from that small circle that you live in and i think that is life changing so travels a huge part of our life for sure i think uh, you know incidentally the way we've planned for it uh we've just taken inspiration from around right so we were watching i remember we were watching zindagi na milegi dobara and then you know i wanted to go to that tomatina festival i mean it was just so intriguing for me and then we ended up uh, going and meeting up a friend at spain and then you know we did the entire trip around that so that was an inspiration we picked i remember playing a board game and then uh, we saw how precastolin was there and then would not heard of it and then the kids and we were just figuring out what this was all about and then we eventually you know ended up going to norway and doing the hike so a lot of it is uh inspiration but also you know as friends when we travel we have this tradition that during every trip we sort of figure out where we're going next right and uh, that's been exciting so that's how you know we've largely uh planned and you vivek uh i mean it's it's pretty obvious that it's quite important right like it's it's definitely one of my biggest spends in any year over the last few years leaving covid aside and i wouldn't change it for anything like i think i think vandana said earlier that she was deciding between a car and a travel i would any day choose travel same no doubt at all uh and in terms of planning i think i think this 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 group is 
what makes the plan fun, right? Like most of the times it ends up, I think this started, this kind of this tradition started somewhere in 2013-14, where we end up deciding the next destination in the current destination, right? And, and unanimously, most of us just end up saying, okay, let's just do that. So um, that that's how a lot of this travel has been. It's not about Instagram, where we see and whatnot. It's about like, okay, we should go somewhere. Where can we go? And we decide and go there. So uh, I probably like still like doing that rather than looking for a place in Instagram or somewhere. And then, okay, this is nice. Let's go there. Well, uh, you guys seem to be a bit of expert and at the same time doing it very impulsively in terms of your travel plans. Uh, can you guys share one travel experience from your past which you felt was life-changing moment and it helped you become a better professional at work? See, a lot of instances, um, sometimes when I go back and look at how we traveled, uh, there are a lot of things that we wouldn't have done if it was just... Uh, me by myself or me and Hari, right? Uh, for example, when the kids were about a year and 10 months, we ended up doing uh, a two-week vacation in New Zealand, right? And the only reason this was possible is because we had like a group of friends who traveled along were about 10, 11 of us. And, you know, we had great support that way in terms of handling uh, the whole travel and the kids bit. Uh, it, it, it's important because for me, I think that teaches you a big lesson, right? Uh, in work as well, I don't think you can be that one person who will try and do everything yourself. You definitely need a battalion, an army to sort of support you and help you and enable you to uh, deal with uh, most of these issues that we sort of deal with. So for me, I think, you know, it's, it's always been great to have people who can continue to sort of inspire you or help you distract yourself if you're going through like a rough patch. And that's something that you really take back to work as well. Uh, well, Vivek, uh, has uh, travel helped you become better at your appraisals with respect to your travel stories and, you know, breaking the news gently? <laughs> uh, not exactly on my appraisal forms, but I think I've definitely used it uh, in telling some instances to my teams on like how things have happened right like I think none of us will forget what happened to us in Gokarna where we were stuck on the beach for an entire night uh, nor I think the trip with Hari that I did in Croatia uh, like like we didn't have any plans for Croatia we knew that this is the place that we had to stay in fact that even changed multiple times and we just go ask somebody locally, like, what can we do here? We go do that. And we ended up finding, like, amazing places. In one particular place, it's, it was, like, like around 10 to 12 waterfalls within small ones. but And a restaurant, which was literally the river is flowing. People are sitting in the middle of the restaurant, middle of the river, and actually having food. And this, we never knew such a place existed. Uh, right? And it also, a lot of things changes. Like, one of the questions that... A localite asked us, he said, like, you guys could go for a swim in the river. We said, we don't know to swim. And he was like, what do you mean you don't know to swim? Right? We were like, it, it was so natural for them to do that. But for us, though we are from a coastal town, we are not used to swimming even in a pool at that point. Right? So that got me to start to learn to swim. Right? And 
so there are things that you will encounter as you travel and how do you how much do you look back into that and see that okay this is something that i can do though i'm not good at it or i just don't know it is definitely something that you can take as an inspiration from travel because everybody goes on a travel with wanting to have some experience or the other all right so based on those experiences like can you relate something back to work i mean it's not necessary they have to but it i think it makes it easier because you would have experienced that similar feeling while you are traveling and you will be able to relate to it a lot more and ajit for you any life changing moments oh yeah uh, definitely i could say like uh, there are three stark uh, three to four stark events that has happened that has completely changed me the first one was was way back in 2009 uh when i uh, took my bike and rode all the way from san francisco to san diego and this was along the ca1 highway uh the ca1 highway the first time i saw was in the road rash game uh during our anger days right and i really wanted to go along a highway where there is mountains on one side and the ocean on the other side and uh this was a 12 hour uh ride on the bike everybody uh discouraged me but uh, i said you know what let's just see what happens the max that can happen is i have to take a break in between uh and well that's okay let's try and i think that one thing taught me that uh, i can endure any kind of situation and uh, doesn't matter how hard life puts you down uh i always find inspiration from that to get back up and keep going the second one was uh, uh i think uh, again another bike trip which was in vietnam i think we had planned like a 10 day uh ride just uh buying a bike in hanoi for 250 dollars and cross border into laos and sold the bike in laos uh no planning whatsoever during the trip uh we just found accommodations along the way met people along the way uh talked with them had drinks with them uh it was a really really fun trip and this fundamentally changed the idea of hey you don't have to control your entire trip like you don't have to plan completely it's okay it's just it's a journey and not the destination just keep going i think you'll reach there the same thing happened in ladakh also for us and i think that was brilliant uh and i think the the other one was uh when i was working in south africa near johannesburg uh we did a lot of weekend trips and uh, all along those weekend trips i i'm a techie so uh i used to be connected uh, looking at the phone hey where could we go and things like that uh again there was a challenge from the rest of the group hey you know what two days we are going to a place where there is no network nothing and uh, let's see if you can survive and that entire group was uh, like six introverts and i was the only extrovert and the group completely changed the equations of how we all uh, bonded with each other and i kind of found an introvertish kind of uh, uh, a part of me which i'd never even realized before uh generally friends tell me that hey you can never be alone because you have to be always with people and i think that trip taught me that hey you know what you 
you all you're also a person who likes to enjoy your own time uh that 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 really changed my perspective and being in the field of design uh design is about doing something for the people uh and if you have to do better design you will have to understand people better and i think along this journey every time i travel i start to uh understand the people of that destination particular destination wherever i go better uh, have conversations with them and uh learn more about the place it just became that uh and then get it back to such a learning that i take along with me so and the last one was of course scuba diving uh, i think that has also completely changed the way uh i've started looking at life so i'll end it with that thanks guys for sharing what travel means to you now i'll put you guys in a little uncomfortable position with a controversial question uh do you think uh you know given that you have uh, traveled on work many times can travel be combined with pleasure when you're at work it is such a gray area and would love to hear your perspective uh, i i think it's perfectly okay to combine both um uh, i think uh most of the folks who also want to hey you know what can i travel to that place uh, i'll attend that conference and things like that uh, uh most of them try to combine work and uh pleasure uh together so uh i think it's completely fine as long as you know how to plan that that's completely okay i did miss couple of travel uh, opportunities that were possible uh when i was on travel trips and i used to feel for it hey why didn't i go there i could have taken like extra couple of days off you don't want that uh you don't want that opportunity to be missed so if there is an opportunity it's okay go just full on that's what i would say well thank you guys for sharing your thoughts i believe we covered quite a lot of interesting aspects of this work life balance topic Uh, I personally gained some amazing perspectives, and I hope so to our listeners as well. Uh, now, coming to the last section of the podcast, let's do what I call the travel dipstick. I'll ask you a few questions to know your travel personality, and you can answer them. So, what are you likely to get caught for? Planning a vacation at work or taking a work meeting on vacation? Planning a vacation at work and deciding the next uh, travel destination. on a vacation for me it would be taking a work meeting on my vacation definitely planning a vacation at home you guys choose destination first or budget first i think i can speak for all three of us i think it's definitely destination <laughs> work life and travel what is your ideal mix in terms of percentages uh 40% work 30% life 30% travel i think life and travel are uh, you know in a way integral the kind of equal pieces of the pie uh one thing uh, makes the other part work better yeah i think it's kind of similar right i mean prefer would be to have life and travel larger over the long term but i think at this point i would put them uh on par because they all complement each other so what is your favorite holiday activity to do as an individual or as a family um for me i think the whole adrenaline rush really helps 
so that would be my favorite uh, holiday thing to do and as a family i love the waters and i would do anything to spend time by the beaches uh as a family definitely again the same thing spend a lot of time by the water or uh, maybe on top of a mountain uh as an individual uh i think nowadays i've uh i like balancing both the adventure activity and as well as uh, time for myself uh that's how it has changed yeah i don't think i'm much of an adrenaline person i think uh, i i don't think i ever got into the i didn't even it didn't even come to my mind to do the bungee jump when you guys all did it uh, so that's definitely not mine but i do i mean individually it's definitely diving nowadays for sure it is an adventure sport but it's not an adrenaline sport at all uh unless you get to a point where it gets shit scary for you to dive um uh, with all things going wrong so far actually it has not happened as a family i definitely think uh we are definitely a water sport family uh i thought slowly uh getting into my son as well he has already been telling me he definitely wants to do his first dive when he turns 10 What do you enjoy the most vacation with family with partner or solo travel? Uh it's a tough one to pick but vacation with family that way you get to spend time with your partner too. For me all three again uh but but if you force me to pick one uh I think right now with uh family that'll take like a notch slightly higher that's it yeah i take family again uh, if i can combine that with friends then that would be the best mix so your uh, uh, vacations are they made in india or you prefer outside india vacations uh domestic international or both uh, you know it's very tough to choose but i think if i had to really pick what i would dream about it would be in exploring the world so i would go with international remember the trip that we did to malaysia uh we were looking at mcloyd ganj and the ticket prices were 28k and malaysian tickets were actually even lesser uh to a remote location in sabah island or something that was 24k <laughs> so really depends uh i think that can also turn the cards you are more of a long vacation person it's definitely international which place you don't mind going back to again and which one you're done with in terms of location i don't mind going back again and again to maldives it's super serene and to boston that's one place that i think i got a lot from and i would love to go back and I see more of it. Uh definitely New Zealand. Uh and uh want to go back to SF uh San Fran for some time. Uh that could be second. Japan, New Zealand, Budapest, Philippines. If you had to describe yourself as a city, which one would you be and why? Uh, the one city that i would describe myself is chennai because i think it's uh, you know 
it resonates me perfectly i think we're deep rooted in culture and heritage and very proud of where we come from so there are two places i'll say one is krabi another is wanaka both the places have water so that's the commonality the other one is the mountains behind uh, i think that's the kind of place mountains and water where they both meet tokyo um it's always it's huge it's always bustling something is happening every always um and it's very different from every place that i've been to um so kind of resonates with where i always like to be with people uh doing something that uh not sit idle around so definitely resonated with me a lot wow that was intense quite a colorful travel personality each one of you have well this wraps up the third episode of the bucket list project podcast hope you enjoyed this episode and the conversation around travel and work life balance do you think you have it sorted in your life or still figuring out the perfect balance well we hope this podcast has inspired you through the story of our guests If you liked what you listened to then subscribe to our podcast which is available both in Spotify and Apple. See you next week and until then have a great time. <laughs>